Hello again, everybody. This is Julie Voigt here. Alongside of me is Mr. Russell Baxter. And we are bringing you the 22nd episode of the PFG Vibecast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Take it away, Russell. We're a couple weeks removed from the 2019 NFL draft, um, but that doesn't mean we're going to stop talking about it. And uh, this evening, we've got one of the best in the business, um, a lineage that goes back many, many years in terms of scouting, um, one of the best products on the market um, in our lads. It's Dan Shanka of Scouting. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Uh, how are you doing? Good, Russell. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad we were able to get together and chat. Uh, you've, you've been a, a guy that's, that, that, that actually uh, helps people uh, every day more and more with knowledge about football and uh, everything else. So uh, uh, I certainly appreciate you asking me on. Well, let's cut to the chase. Uh, I'm sure you've decompressed now. Uh, at least I think so, in terms of you know, what we saw a couple of weeks ago um, down in Nashville. Uh, overwhelming crowds, by the way. Um, you know, I don't think the NFL draft is losing any popularity. It's going to be fascinating to watch it in Las Vegas next year. What is, what is, can you give me kind of a quick overview? I don't want you to, you know, do lots of big grades and stuff like that. I know how, uh, you know, crazy that can be just a few weeks afterwards. As far as a big picture, Dan. Uh, what did you think of the draft this year in terms of maybe strengths, maybe weaknesses, and how does it compare in just to some recent drafts? Well, I'll tell you, Russell, it, it was, uh, I, I guess one way to describe it is weird. Uh, I mean, there is so, there, there is numerous players available, maybe more than ever because of all the juniors that came out 144 Mm-hmm. Uh, underclassmen uh, came out, and then you know you already had your pool of seniors, um, and uh, I, I think that there were several guys. Well, what happened is people were drafted. Um, they're they're cherry picking after that, you know, first fifteen guys. Then from about sixteen through seventy-five, they're the same class of player, but just at different positions. And so you know, I mean. You know, everybody's just cherry picking with you know for their needs and everything, and uh, and then that, that worked its way all the way through the draft. And guys were, I mean, there was really good football players not drafted that normally would be drafted, and they were scooped up as as free agents. But um, and then there's guys, frankly, that were drafted that were not draftable, you know, in our opinion. And uh, so it, it was just kind of really a weird type of draft. Everybody's just kind of filling slots instead of maybe going for the best player. You know, what I found very interesting about it this year, Dan, is the fact that, and, you know, probably overstating it a little, um, you know, we saw a lot, you know, the, the Giants picked three players in the first round. The Raiders play, picked three players in the first round. We saw other teams with multiple first-round picks, um, like Atlanta moving back up, like the Packers had to pick. Um, we saw a number of teams almost – wanting to get out of the first round and making their way down, um, kind of backing up what you're saying and so on. Did you find that unusual as well? 
Yeah, I did. And uh, because, well, like I was mentioning, the, the you know, your second round uh, was pretty loaded this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, your first round guys were probably second round guys, you know, after top 15. So, you know, they people are trying to back out and not, you know, so they didn't have to pay those guys that kind of money. I mean, here now here's a crazy thing, too, is a really good offensive lineman out of San Diego State. He was paid a guaranteed hundred. He wasn't drafted, and he was paid a hundred sixty some thousand dollars guaranteed money to sign as a free agent. Wow! Now, all they had to do, let's see, there was Detroit that ended up taking him, and they could have drafted him, and and you know taken him, and and but they they paid that kind of money for him as an undrafted free agent. So, I mean, that just tells you how, you know, uh, weird I guess or quirky this draft was and everybody's trying to back out to, you know, so they didn't have to pay the money to the, you know, the first round guys that were not, were really second round guys. I'm going to ask you about a situation because I have my own theory on it and you're the perfect person to ask um, because of your experience is scouting in the league and so on. We just recently saw the jets uh, make a, a, a move by dismissing Mike McCagnan um, and, you know, I've always been under the impression. We saw it a couple of years ago, by the way, um, shortly after the draft when Doug Whaley got let go um, by the Buffalo Bills. Um, my point is that I've, only, I've always kind of got the sense that, um, and I'm not criticizing the moves per se. Um, I'm trying to understand the thought process of doing it when they did that. I've always kind of been under the impression is you've, you've set your boards, you've spent months and months of, evaluating these players and you kind of want to let things status quo even though you're thinking about maybe making a move uh, on the general manager does that make sense uh yes it makes a whole lot of sense and and uh, i think after the draft you know is usually i mean immediately after the draft uh you know uh if they're gonna let mike go then you know that probably would have been the time to do it even you know, I know what you're kind of alluding to that you mm-hmm. couldn't re- really let him go when, um, you know, Todd Bowles was let go because, right. you know, Mike was directing the, you know, the, the draft to this point. So you want to carry out that draft. And, but, but then, um, you know, he probably should have been let go immediately after the draft and he wasn't. So, I mean, despite rumors, he probably thought that, in fact, I understood that he and the staff were kind of shocked that they were let go just the other day. Yeah, it was kind of a yeah. It, it, it's always kind of hard to try to explain it, but like I said, there's been at least some r- recent lineage there in terms of what happened in Buffalo uh, as well. Dan, doing what you do, and as long as you've done it, and so on. Um, I asked Sean Salisbury this question a couple of months ago when we were talking about quarterbacks and how he evaluates quarterbacks now compared to um, how he did maybe many years ago. Um, doing what you do now and the way you do it and so on, how has it changed over the years um, as, you know, we've gone toward a, face it, a different style of NFL football? Well, th- that's the biggest thing, Russell. And it uh, has an all, all, you know, it's not only quarterbacks, mm-hmm. it's uh, other positions too. But uh, right now, because you see these kids throwing the ball, 
uh, in college a lot more than they ever did. I mean, I'm talking about maybe the last decade, you know, since, uh, you know, you get the air raid offense that now is spread over everything. And, and you kind of, the NFL has to play with uh, what they do in high school, you know. So all these high school teams are going to passing camps and all that stuff, you know, and then they go into college and that's what they work on during the summertime and all that. And then so that's what you got. You, you know, you didn't have a lot of tight ends. You had wide receivers. You had, you know, your quarterbacks throwing every down. And, and uh, so that's what the NFL obviously has got to play with. They play with what, what's coming up through the ranks. And, and so here we are. Um, so, but, to, you know, uh, to your point about the quarterbacks, you know, I think that it, it, the thing, some things that never change, though, you, I mean, you've got to be extremely accurate, you know, and you've got to make great decisions. And um, you, you just got to have what I call a quick synapse from your brain to your hand when you cut the ball loose. Uh, and your anticipation has got to be uh, spot on. And but if you don't have, if you're not a great decision maker and you're not accurate, you're just a guy. I mean, you're going to, you know, yeah, people can draft you and all that and you'll play, but you're never going to uh, take that next step, you know, toward a Super Bowl. And uh, the people that can do that, you know, are the guys that are very accurate and make great decisions. Uh, for me, uh, Dan, um, obviously, uh, you know, you've got some reviews and so on. Uh, look forward to your analysis in the next couple of months and so on. Is there anybody out there in terms of 2020, okay, uh, not the show with Hugh Downs, by the way. Um, <laughs> got to go old school. I got to get at least one pun in there. So is there a player that you're already maybe excited about? I'm not saying he's going to be drafted number one or anything like that. Is there a player on your radar for this upcoming college season that you're extremely intrigued by? Yeah, I'll tell you, he's right down the road from us in Iowa City, but A.J. Espinessa is uh, a defensive end. He's around 6'4", 280, and he had 10 and a half sacks last year at, at, in a rotation basis. The Iowa, I don't, I don't know what I was doing sometimes because they kept fan on the bench. Uh, and here, here's a guy that was going to go in the first round with, that's a great athlete, and they had him in a rotation, you know, with uh, Hawkinson. And then, but then, you know, there were two tight end sets. Well, anyway, Espinosa, he was uh, rotating with the senior that, you know, assigned as a free agent. And this guy's going to be a top five pick. Well, I'm, I'm a person that doesn't get a chance to watch a lot of the college football, but at least I now know I have one person <laughs> an eye on for sure. Yeah. Well, really he's a good football player. Number number ninety four from Iowa. Um, you know he'll now he won't be rotating this year. I I don't think, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, but um, he he's a. Uh, I mean there there's there's some pretty good football players as long as those you know they stay healthy and all that. But but he's one to keep an eye on. Excellent. Well, something to keep an eye on is your work, um, your website, your guides, uh, those invaluable depth charts that you do, uh, both pro and college now and so on. Um, if you don't follow Dan Shanka on Twitter, um, that's a story for another time. But anyway, it's our last underscore Shanka, S-H-O-N-K-A. And again, uh, for people out there, Dan and I have kind of had this uh, email, mail, 
um, online relationship for probably at least 20 years, going back to my days with ESPN. This is actually the first chance we actually got to speak to each other, and I hope it's not the last. Thank you so much for coming on tonight, Dan. Well, thank you so much for asking me, Russell. Same here. Uh, we, won't, we won't be strangers uh, over podcasts, okay? You got a deal. You got it, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Dan Shank has been around an awful long time, um, seen a lot of stuff, done a lot of great work, um, scouting players, uh, doing what he does with his service now and so on. Um, a lot of good information out there, Julie. Oh, yes, a lot of good information. I'm going to be watching, you know, some college players for next year. And, you know, with the draft going on, it, it just kind of reminds me of this past Tuesday with the NBA draft that went on, how they draft their players through a lottery. Kind of wondering, um, on your opinion, of course, what would, is your take on the NFL turning into a lottery draft? Well, <laughs> um. I think I'll just simply put it this way. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen what, on a lot of different ways, the popularity of the draft, the draft works in terms of the league. Mm-hmm. It's an exact science, but that's the fascination with it. Um, you know, hearing Dan talk tonight is just about it being, quote unquote, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it, there was nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, and, and it was, there was the oddness, the oddness that I pointed out with the fact that, you know, a number of teams did not draft in the first round. Now, some of those were trades from last year, like the Khalil Mack trade and so on. But we saw, you know, uh, Kansas City and Seattle you know, make a deal, you know, a couple of days before draft. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like there wasn't this anxiousness by certain teams that want to pick in the first round. Uh, I'm just going to leave the lot lottery to Powerball and Mega Millions. <laughs> and uh, I'm hoping I, you know, I can nail one of those one day. But uh, listen, uh, uh, the draft, again, is an inexact science. What's not inexact is the popularity and how it works. And in a league now where, you know, going from last to first isn't that uncommon. It's happened four times in the last two years. I, I certainly hope they don't mess with it. And they better not mess with it, you know, before you and I um, get out to Vegas next year and, and hopefully get to do PFG Vibecast um, from the 2020 NFL draft. Vegas, baby. First Canton, though. Yes, that's right. No sleep till Canton. No sleep till Canton. That hashtag is, is quite a, quite a peop, few people's eyes this week, I've heard from a couple people who kind of like that I, I'm and and I know who came up with it um let me see well it wasn't me so well I get hashtag happy sometimes that's all right that's we have no problem with that and if you're going to get hashtag happy if you and you're listening out there why don't you hashtag pfg podcast um as Julie and I are now wrapping up show number 22 that's hard to believe I don't know about you but I'm feeling 22 Oh, I, I feel like I'm 12, but that was, you know, that was a month ago that we did that show. But anyway, hopefully you'll follow Dan, our lads underscore Shanka. Um, and hopefully you'll follow the, 
the three of us. We have to say the three of us. It's five mm-hmm. on Twitter. It's Julie Noted underscore PFG. It's Bax Football Guru. We have a lot of fun. We talk football. Um, and we're on Facebook. And we're on Instagram. And we're on Twitter. And we're on every people's everybody's mind when it comes to having fun in football. So for Julie, I'm Russell. And we will talk to you soon enough on the PFG podcast. So long, everyone.